0: Chapter sixty one, of Mister Sponge's sporting tour by Robert Smith Surtees, this LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter sixty one. None such house again. The gallant inmates of Nonsuch such house had resolved themselves into a committee of speculation as to whether Mister Sponge was coming or not. Indeed, they had been betting upon it. The odds at first being a hundred to one that he came though they had fallen a point or two on the arrival of the post without an answer well i say mister what you call him sponge doesn't come exclaimed captain Seedebuck, as he lay full length with his shaggy greasy head on the fine rose-coloured satin sofa and his legs cocked over the cushion why not asked miss glitters who was beguiling the twilight half-hour before candles with knitting don't know replied seedeybuck twirling his moustache don't know have a presentiment he won't sure to come exclaimed captain bouncy knocking the ashes off his cigar on to the fine tournay carpet i'll lay ten to one ten fifties to one he does a thousand to ten if you like if all the purses in the house had been clubbed together we don't believe they would have raised fifty pounds what sort of a looking man is he asked Miss glitters, now counting her loops. Oh, whoa, her, um, yeah, oh, he's just an ordinary sort of looking man, nothing tickler in any way. Drawled Captain Seedybuck, now wetting and twirling his moustache. Two legs, a head, a back, and so on, I presume. Observed the lady. Just so, assented Captain Seedybuck. He's a horsey looking sort of man, I should say. "'observed Captain Bouncy "'Walks as if he ought to be riding. "'Where's Vinegar Tops?' "'Hate Vinegar Tops,' growled Seedebuck. "'Just then in came Lady Scattercash, "'attended by Mr. Orlando Bugles, "'the lady's attractions having caused "'that distinguished performer to forfeit his engagement "'at the Surrey Theatre. "'Captain Cutitfat, Bob Spangles, and Sir Harry "'quickly followed, and the sponge question "'was presently renewed.' "'Who says old brown boots comes?' exclaimed Seedybuck from the sofa. "'Who's that with his nasty knob on my fine satin sofa?' asked the lady. "'Bob Spangles,' replied Seedybuck. "'Nothing of the sort,' rejoined the lady, "'and I'll trouble you to get off.' Can't. I've got a bone in my leg,' rejoined the captain. "'I'll soon make you.' replied her ladyship, seizing the squab and pulling it on to the floor. As the captain was scrambling up, in came Peter, one of the wageless footmen, with candles which, having distributed equitably about the room, he approached Lady Scattercash and asked in an independent sort of way what room Mr. Soapsuds was to have. "'Soapsuds! Soapsuds! That's not his name!' exclaimed her ladyship. "'Spuns, you fool!' "'Soapy Sponge!' exclaimed Cutit fat who had ferreted out Sponge's nom de Londre "'He's not come, has he?' asked Miss Glitters eagerly. "'Yes, my lady, that's to say, miss,' replied Peter. "'Come, has he?' chorused three or four voices. "'Well, he must have a room,' observed Sir Harry. "'The green, the one above the billiard room will do,' added he. "'But I have that, Sir Harry.' exclaimed miss howard oh it'll hold too well enough observed miss glitters then you can be the second replied miss howard with a toss of her head indeed sneered miss glitters bridling up i like that but where's the <coughs> man to be put asked sir harry there's lud of wax's room suggested her ladyship the captain's locked the door and taken the key with him replied the footman he said he'd be back in a day or two "'Back in a—or h- two, observed Sir Harry. "'Where has he gone?' the man smiled. "'Borrowed!' observed Captain Quad, with an emphasis. "'Indeed!' exclaimed Sir Harry, adding. "'Well, I thought that was Nubham's gig with the old gray "'He'll not be back in a hurry,' observed Bouncy. "'He'll be like the Boulogne gents who are always going to England, but never do.' "'Poor Wax!' observed Quad. "'He's a big fool to give him his due.' "'If you give him his due, it's more than he gives other people, it seems,' observed Miss Howard. "'Oh, fie, Miss H!' exclaimed Captain Seedybuck. "'Well, but the hit-man must have a hit bed somewhere,' observed Sir Harry, adding to the footman. "'You'd better hit the door open, you know.' "'Perhaps you'd better try what one of yours will do.' observed Bob Spangles, to the convulsion of the company. In the midst of their mirth, Mr. Bottle-Ends was seen piloting Mr. Sponge up to her ladyship. "'Mr. Sponge, my lady,' said he, in as low and deferential a tone as if he got his wages punctually every quarter-day. "'How do you do, Mr. Sponge?' said her ladyship, tendering him her hand with an elegant curtsey. "'How are you, Mr. Sponge?' asked Sir Harry, offering his. I believe you know the hit company, continued he, waving his hand around. Miss hit Glitters, Captain Quads, Captain Bouncy, Mr hit Bugles, Captain Sidibuck and so on. Whereupon Miss Glitters curtsied, the gentlemen bobbed their heads and drew near our hero, who had now stationed himself before the fire. "'Coldish to-night,' said he, stooping and placing both hands to the bars. "'Coldish,' repeated he, rubbing his hands and looking around. "'It generally is about this time of year, I think,' observed Miss Glitters, who was quite ready to enter for our friend. "'Hope it won't stop hunting,' said Mr. Sponge. "'Hope not,' replied Sir Harry. "'Would be a bore if it did.' "'I wonder you gentlemen don't prefer hunting in a frost.' observed miss howard one would think it would be just the time you'd want a good warming i don't agree with you there replied mr sponge looking at her and thinking she was not nearly so pretty as miss glitters do you hunt to-morrow asked he of sir harry not having been able to obtain any information at the stables <laughs> to-morrow oh i dare say we shall replied sir harry who kept his hounds as he did his carriages to be used when wanted dare say we shall repeated he but though sir harry spoke thus encouragingly of their prospects he took no steps as far as mr sponge could learn to carry out the design indeed the subject of hunting was never once mentioned the conversation after dinner instead of being about the quorn or the pitchley or jack thompson with the Atherstone turning upon the elegance and lighting of the casinos in the adelaide gallery and windmill street and the relative merits of those establishments over the casino de venice in high Holborn. nor did the morning produce any change for the better for sir harry and all the captains came down in their usual flashy broken-down player-looking attire their whole thoughts being absorbed in arranging for a pool at billiards in which the ladies took part so with billiards brandy and baccy Backey, brandy, and billiards, varied with an occasional stroll about the grounds, the non-sporting inmates of nonsuch-house beguiled the time, much to Mr. Sponge's disgust, whose soul was on fire and eager for the fray. The readers, perhaps being the same, we will skip Christmas, and pass on to New Year's Day. End of chapter 61